Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Search for Dash Radio in the App Store and then search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Also, check out my new show on OnsideRadio.com. Five Reasons guests, also regular spots with South Florida sports writers like Ira Winderman and Omar Kelly. You can find me there from 10 a.m. until noon every single day also five reasons sports.com that's where we give you a no paywall site all the latest on the heat dolphins inner miami panthers hurricanes marlins and more also the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network as we speak i'm actually following something related to this it's prize picks go to prizepicks.com if you're tired of losing in fantasy sports Here's your chance to play a different way. It's just you versus the numbers. Prize picks is the perfect way for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season long team, maybe in the NBA, COVID's already ruined it, or you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space. For instance, tonight I went to prizepicks.com, used the code five, which is how you get the bonuses, F I V E, basically decided to play Joel Embiid under, Duncan Robinson over. It's the only reason I'm still watching this game because I know that Embiid is going under, but I don't know if I got the Duncan part right. So play it, give it a shot, throw 20 bucks in there, give your deposit, prizepicks.com. Again, use the code 5FIVE. It's very, very easy to make the entries. You can do them in less than a minute. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code FIVE. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. We have the full crew tonight, even if the Heat do not. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can find at Greg Sylvander on Twitter. We're coming to you before the heat game is actually over. I've got my back to it right now. They're down 20. Uh, they've made a little bit of a, a fight here in the fourth quarter. We wanted to get this to you quickly because I don't really know, and I'll start with you here, Greg. I don't really know what there is to say about these specific games. We're trying to find some bigger picture stuff, but this game shouldn't be played. Um, the game two nights ago shouldn't have been played. This thing is too random. It's too variable. Teams are being punished basically for having eight available instead of seven available. It makes absolutely no sense. It feels like an endless preseason to me. Yes, absolutely. And, and the other big part of it is, is like you can't take anything from the results. So it's just kind of a lost season. It feels like a little bit um, like – you're going to get through this season and you're not going to know much going into the playoffs, which may hurt certain teams and help others, but uh, it's just, it's rampant. Uh, the, the biggest issue for Miami is that, uh, you know, you kind of, you were hoping to, that you'd get the chance to see everybody healthy and that, that the cohesiveness that they brought from last season would translate, but you haven't even had a chance to do that. Seven starting lineups and 10 or 11 games. It's just, it's a recipe for, um, uh, an uneasy start and the COVID stuff has just, you know, compounded all of that. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, we saw a couple of more games postponed. The Phoenix games are being postponed, but 
like I said, I mean, the Heat would have loved if these two games were postponed, but they weren't. And now they're looking at, you know, four games. I saw them put it up on Fox Sports Sun. They've got four games coming up against what have been. I know it's a surprise with Toronto. They're winning tonight against Charlotte, but they've been two of the worst teams in the league. Detroit and Toronto, these were games where you figured you'd get at least three out of four. And instead, you know, are they going to get one out of four if they don't have the rest of the team back for those four games? And I mean, that's three or four, five, six, seven games in the standings. They're going to hurt you. And when I, we had Ira on today on five on the floor, he made a good point. The NBA has not only made a mistake with the way they've played this thing out, but the play in tournament now makes it worse because, you know, you're going to have a situation maybe like where if you like with the heat fall to the seven or eight seed, if that's where they end up getting in, then after all of this, they're going to have to play play in games potentially to get into the postseason. So this the whole thing is a mess. But all right, I'm going to bring Alex in now as well. Um, we're going to try to go over five things quickly tonight that have been positives over the past week, other than, I guess, COVID positives. Although, and although we still don't know how many Heat players actually have it. It seems like just a contact tracing issue for the most part. Um, but let's get to number one. Alex, Tyler Hero, we talked about, you know, as a pick and roll uh, ball handler, you talked about that on Twitter tonight. Uh, he had some finishes tonight that were tremendous, but also really good with the ball in his hands. Of course, his efficiency is going to decrease over the course of the game because so much of the burden is on him. Um, but his confidence is back to me of all the things that's happened over the past week. That's number one. Yeah. I mean, I love what I'm seeing from Tyler and, you know, we talked about it so many times already early this season and ever since the playoffs, when he really started to show that growth there and the confidence and the comfort in the pick and roll for Tyler just keeps growing. Like he's regularly, like, I, I think he just thinks of himself as that type of player now, like as a, as primarily a, a shot creator more than, than a shooter. And I think it's kind of been like that for a while, but it, it shows in the way that he plays, right? Where he's constant. And, and, and it's obviously that that's going to happen when he's the main initiator and shot creator when Jimmy and Bam are out and then also Goron. But still, like, he's regularly finding guys, whether it's the shooter, whether it's dumping it down to the big, and or whether it's the creative finishes, which he's got a few of. And it doesn't seem like he's running out of them. Like, I, I'm really impressed with what he's doing. He, he, he you know, he's doing it on... There's some pretty good defenders on this Sixers team between Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul. You got Embiid down there in the paint waiting for him every time he comes off a pick and roll. And he's just constantly finding ways to make plays. Obviously, it's not enough. Like, they, they, they just, they're missing their best players. It's not enough to, for Tyler to do it by, by himself. But he's improved in every single aspect of pick and roll playmaking, whether it's as a passer, whether it's as a scorer. And he's, like, he's added all these things to his game in, in so little time. And, like, I just think the comfort level has grown to a place that's just frankly really impressive for, for a second year guy. I, I think also that as much as you don't want to see Jimmy and Dragic in particular out, putting the ball in, in Tyler's hands here ultimately would be a good thing for this team, but also Tyler being able to play with less pressure than when he has to kind of hold up to a certain level to play with those guys. I also think has been beneficial for him. And now you have the trade rumors, at least related to Harden, are over. Um, and I do think that that's a positive here. The Beal ones will start, of course, again, in earnest. But at least you don't have these related anymore to Harden. And if that was bothering him, then that's not something he has to worry about anymore. All right, number two. Um, this is actually uh, – this one's right there with me. Um, Precious Achua, he just doesn't seem – to be throttled by any type of competition or bothered by it. Um, obviously, Embiid put up huge numbers in the last game, not this one, but the last one. But, I mean, the Euro step from Precious tonight, Greg. Uh, and, and it just, again, just seems like, just like Tyler last year, stage is not too big for him. 
in any way and no opponent seems to, I don't know, scare him. And I, I just, I mean, they have found, I mean, they just found a terrific player at 20. I mean, everything I see from him, I, obviously he's going to be a little bit more careful with the ball, a little stronger with it at times, but he's been terrific. Yeah. And, and this is another uh, example of maybe a stretch where, yeah, only having eight players is, um, you know, not great for the, from a record perspective, but when you get to see, uh, you know, Precious get extended minutes and he doesn't flinch at all, uh, then you really know that when you look at the eight points and five rebounds that he averages in 17 minutes a game, you know, during the regular season, normally that that's legit statistics and that if he was playing more minutes, he would be uh, producing at a higher level. And that just means that there's another big in the pipeline. And I think that they're moving toward having as many switchable, really um, uh, versatile defenders in the front court. Uh, you know, the, the outstanding question will always remain, how will Bam and Precious be able to ever play or complement each other? But for now, you, ju you just are lucky to have such a functional, uh, polished, uh, you know, good defense, good defensive player up front, because otherwise, I mean, I don't know where they would be at this point, you know, cause they've had their issues, you know, despite having him on, you know, on, in the rotation. Yeah. And now it's going to be really difficult to throttle him back under 20 minutes. I, I, I think we are starting to see, I mean, he's having to play 35. I know Silva got some minutes tonight, but he's having to play 35 minutes in the last game. And I just think it's going to get to a point where Spolster is not going to want to take him off the floor. Final thought here on precious though if precious wasn't so good uh, people, more people would be wondering why the heat didn't take Maxi, right? Because he's another polished Kentucky guy. It appears um, looking back, right. I've well, right. That's probably part of it. No question. Um, but also they needed the big more than they needed the guard. Um, but Alex, looking back in it, you think they'll ever have any regret about that? No, no, I already feel that good about it. And like, I, I was somebody who, who really liked Maxi as a prospect going into that draft too, but just like these other couple of times where they ended up taking somebody that maybe you didn't expect somebody who was supposed to go a little bit lower. I trusted them. And ever since Precious has come on on the floor and, and got in this rotation spot, like I, the, the more time passes by, the more comfortable I feel with the pick already. And I just think he really shores up their interior defense, especially when Bam is on the floor. And it's just like, I love watching him box out and fight for rebounds. It's fun. And also when he, when he gets the rebounds, the way that he always will like, try to fight to go back up or, you know, he, he'll pass it out when it's there, but when he tries to get a finish and like, he's got good position in the paint, he's got good touch in the paint too, which I didn't know was a strength mm -hmm. about him. And just like <laughs> the it's thing like that Brian always Grant. Brian Grant on the boards. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know all about Brian Grant. No, but every time, uh, <laughs> every time precious gets to running and he just starts moving his legs all over the place, that's where it just really, really stands out. Like Jesus Christ, the guy can run. And when you look at, you know, I was looking at some of the scouting reports on him beforehand. And also I sort of re-listened, well, I didn't sort of, I re-listened to what we said about him on draft night and some of what we were reading. And it's interesting to me that all the positives about him have been true, but some of the negatives about him, I'm not really seeing at this moment. So it, they're clearly coaching him up to his strengths right now. But it, what impresses Put him in a clean me, role. What's that? Yeah, they put him in a clean role, I feel well, like. Well, they did. They did. Now, it got a little more complicated the past couple of days. But what's what's interesting to me is anytime that a guy is given more minutes and what you see is their projections over 36 minutes end up being what they actually produce when they're forced to play 36 minutes, 
because that's kind of what happened with Bam in the progression, then you know that a lot of this stuff can carry over. Because sometimes you'll see a guy, you say, okay, he's got good per, per 36-minute numbers. He's playing whatever, 17, 18 minutes a game. Double it. This is what it would look like. But when he actually plays those minutes, he doesn't yeah, sustain it. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. But but this guy has actually sustained it. All right, we're going to be right back. We're, we're, the next three are going to be a little harder for us, okay? So we need a little bit more time. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That's Louis Peters over at State Farm. He's now handling... All of my insurance stuff just got me a great deal on car insurance, switched me and saved me 300 bucks for six months. So why not make the call? LouisPeters.com, but the phone number is 305-275-5585. That's 305-275-5585. This is an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the U.S. Of course, they do life insurance and other types of insurance as well. They got more than 60 years of combined experience. In the insurance industry, these are local agents, again, led by Mr. Peters that understand South Florida's unique market. Got access 24-7 at louispeters.com or the office is at 7750 Southwest 117th Avenue, Suite 207 in Miami. But again, check out louispeters.com, 305-275-5585. I'm warning you, though, he'll argue Dolphins and Heat with you and He's a Tua fan, I believe. All right, let's get to the rest of the podcast here. Let's get to three other things that have happened that we think are positive. And we struggled a little bit more with this, guys. Um, but number three, I mean, Gabe Vincent appears to be a playable player. I, I don't know what that means for this team because Kendrick Nunn already, already really wasn't getting minutes. But if you're not comfortable with Kendrick anymore, which is kind of unbelievable for all of us to say after he was second in Rookie of the Year voting – then at least you have another option there, Greg. Yeah, no, I actually think that this is, um, it will end up being more significant down the line than, than maybe we anticipate. And that's because just by sheer fact that he was thrown into a role where he had to play 30 plus minutes, two nights in a row, didn't flinch. Um, you know, as it stands right now with two minutes to play, he has 20, 21, um, you know, six assists, does have five turnovers. So there's still like the bumpy road stuff, but just the fact that he was able to, to step up and, and be playable. I think if you ever are presented with a situation where you need to consolidate players in order to put together a package to to get a Bradley Beal or to, or whatever player that we're going to, uh, whatever the flavor of the month is, uh, just having Gabe Vincent ready to play is encouraging because you need you know as much depth as possible, especially this season. Where do you see him in the future, Alex? I mean, he's a little small to play the two consistently, but obviously he's a gunner. He likes to shoot. I don't really see him as a lead guard. I mean, where does he fit? Is he is he a back of the rotation? Yeah. Like third, third or fourth guard? I think basically? right now, definitely for this roster, that's what he is. I, I think of him just off his skill set as like kind of like an off-ball one, and they're clearly giving him some time there to, you know, develop some of the handling stuff. But I, I think of him more as like a – a shooting guard and a point guard's body. So I think he's playable for sure. Like, especially with this, uh, you know, this COVID season where guys are going to be in and out of the lineup, especially for extended periods of time, having a guy like him is valuable because he's got some stuff to him, man. Like he's obviously small. He's not a great defender. And like I said, he's not a point guard specifically. So like not somebody who you can run your offense through necessarily, but he can really shoot out of it. And, and he know, he just makes simple reads that come off of playing in this offense. Just like, you know, when the, when the, the pick and roll big drops down. He'll take the jumper. When they come up to him a little bit more, he'll take him into the paint and try to pass it. You know, nothing special there, but I like he just does the right things. And like I said, he's a great shooter. And that's obvious to anybody that's watching 
And so that's definitely usable. I do think like he's shown you some stuff that could put him ahead of Kendrick Nunn in line to get minutes, but I just don't know where the minutes would come from other than, you know, all the, the stuff happening with COVID and contract and contact tracing. When the team is healthy, like you said, Kendrick Nunn wasn't playing. I'm not really a fan of the three guard lineups where you have so many multiple defensive mm-hmm. liabilities. And so I think there'll be some time for him throughout, but probably not a, a stable rotation spot. All right, let's get to number four. Um, Greg threw a couple at me here on the text line. I don't know which of these should we go with. <laughs> I, I'm struck. Which one, Greg? I, which is the one you feel strongest about? Because I'm okay with number five, but we don't really have a number four. Um, well, I guess I'll go with the fact <laughs> that the Eastern Conference is such a mess. That that was number five, though. Okay, I don't know what we're gonna do for number five. All right, go go with it. At least at least we'll go with. Um, well, no, because I, I I can pivot back to a different one. Um, because. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying it's like, we don't even have a fourth one, right? Like, what were we going to go with? We were going to, uh, Kelly Olenek being, being a solidified rotation or Iggy. piece. Is he? I, mean, I mean, he I has eight assists tonight. I mean, I feel like every time that they play him, he has been positive. Thank I think you. that they're having to use him a lot more than they would like to be, you know, using him in these winter months. But ultimately, like the fact that he is that functional and he appears to be in great shape. Uh, not only is he a great expiring trade chip that could potentially be enticing to another team as a playable asset, you know, even if it's for one season, but he's functional for this roster. So I thought Iguodala is a positive so far. It's a positive, but I don't think it's a positive that they're having to play him these kind of minutes, for but sure. we'll see. Um, to, to me, you know what I'm going to go with with number four is that two of the guys that you worried about maintaining them throughout the season I mean, assuming that neither of them is sick right now, which we do not believe that either of them are, you basically got a break in the season for Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic. I mean, that's, I'm trying to look for silver linings here. And, you know, maybe that plays out because it, what's, what's, what's going to be clear here is the Heat are going to have ground to make up. It's a shortened year as it is. The year might get even shorter than 72 games. Who knows? They kind of need the 72 games for sort of programming and everything else for TV. So they'll probably get there. But if they don't, it's going to be even more of a scramble. And so you're going to have to play Jimmy and Goron heavy minutes going forward. And so I guess the one positive is they're not putting a lot of wear on their legs right now, right? Yeah, but it's still not good enough. And I, I know that like, you know, where I was initially going is the parody in the East and the fact that all these teams are kind of, uh, you know, in the mud together. And Miami will be what, four and six after this game and probably somewhere in the nine mm-hmm. to 10 seed range. But still... Um, as much as I'd like to, to tout that the, that the parity in the conference is something that will help Miami and ultimately just getting into the playoffs is key. If you look at the top of the standings and you see that it's Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Indiana is the top four. Those are kind of the, t- that is kind of the top of the conference is still at the top. So as much as I mm-hmm. want to say like, yes, the heat's record is not going to be um, a deterrent from them um, getting to a seed that will allow them to advance deep into the playoffs. They definitely can't go like another 15 game stretch where they're, you know, hovering around the 10 and 11 seed. You have another positive, Alex. Can we close with something to make us all feel good? So I do agree with the parody stuff. It's It does seem like all these teams are kind of in the mud and I still feel confident about this team when healthy, they're definitely going to have to, you know, make up the ground. But as far as what we've seen, I'm, I, I agree with Greg about, oh my God, I think that's the first time I've called him Greg ever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I agree with him about Andre. Like, I feel like nobody's ever giving love to him, but every time I see him out there, 
he's doing good stuff, man. Like you put him on a floor next to a bunch of shooters, even without Jimmy and Bam out there. And he just knows how to make these lineups function, man. Like he's just going to, you know, he's going to do the screen and then he's going to hit the right pass. And he's, he knows how to manipulate a defense off of a short roll, kind of like in that, in that mini Draymond role. And, and so I really like what he brings to this team, man, specifically on the defensive end, which is what we know, you know, where he's strong. But I just think he, they're going to need somebody like him a lot in the playoffs. And that's why maybe I'm a little bit more confident than other people about that hole at the four. Not because, you know, you're going to play him there 35 minutes a night in the playoffs or anything, but just because I feel like you throw him in the game and if you need another wing defender, I, I feel confident about it. Like, I think he's going to always know to do the right things and then, the other positive, Duncan having another strong game, you know, without the primary facilitators of the offense being out there. Like, he just keeps adding little things to his game. He's obviously not as creative as Tyler, but, you know, when they run him off the line, he'll keep the dribble alive and keep trying to find somebody else. Or if uh, if he runs off, the, if he gets run off the line and, and goes inside, you know, he, he, uh, he hit a little kind of like a 14-foot runner tonight and doing little things like that just to kind of counter. I like what, what I'm seeing from him and still – really getting the shots off. Like you could tell the confidence with him is still high. And so I think there's definitely been some positives here. All right. Well, the biggest positive is the players might be back soon. So hopefully by Detroit, Toronto, one other positive uh, Brady Hawk already has a piece up on our website. We haven't even finished the podcast yet. So we already have a piece up. So check that out at, uh, at five reasonsports.com five takeaways from the heat's loss to the Sixers. We're not really going to cover much more related to the loss. We'll be back over the weekend, um, home games coming up. Uh, Alex and I will be at some of them as we go forward. Check out again our sponsors, prizepicks.com. Use the code five. I think Duncan got me close, but not over the top. And of course, reach out to our guy, louispeters.com, for any type of insurance, particularly if you're based in the Miami area. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.